if you don't want to be penalized financially for withdrawing housing when Fordham says, hey, we are going back in the fall, you know, too late, then the Fordham should make a decision so that way students can appropriately prepare to be able to go back. Hi, I'm Corbin Gregg. And I'm Kate Gallifort. On today's show, we talk with Katrina Lambert, news editor for The Observer, about Fordham's response to the coronavirus pandemic and its current plans in reopening the university. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. Joining us on the podcast today to give an update on the upcoming fall semester and New York City's plans to reopen amidst coronavirus safety concerns is news editor Katrina Lambert. Katrina, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So New York currently has the most confirmed coronavirus cases in the entire country, with the majority of those cases in New York City. As a result, Governor Cuomo set a strict set of guidelines for reopening the state including different phases of reopening that require counties to meet a variety of health metrics. New York recently entered phase one and is set to enter phase two on Monday. Can you explain what regulations the governor has put into place and what it means for New York City to be moving on to phase two? Yeah, definitely. So the New York Forward Plan, there's a series of like about seven health metrics that a county has to meet in order to move on to each phase. Um, So like you said, New York entered phase one, and that was mainly just, it still has the number of only 10 people can gather at a time. Most of the businesses are closed. Essential businesses are able to stay open still. The only real difference was some like takeout food can start being opening again, and then construction resuming. So phase two uh, is not too much different. So it's, I think there's about three phases that he has set. But even then, like phase three, it's still not completely open. So I think the idea is like reopening, um, not free-for-all. So I think phase two is allowing some more retail businesses to open and outdoor dining can resume, things like that. All right. So focusing more on schools specifically, so far only a few schools have announced their plans for reopening in the fall. Out of those we've seen, there have been a few different ideas thrown around. For instance, American University just announced their plans to limit housing to freshmen and some sophomores. Can you give us some insight into other plans that universities across the country have outlined? I know that some schools have talked about doing almost like a, you don't get a break in the fall, but you go straight through and then you get after Thanksgiving, you're home until the spring semester starts. Um, A few schools have announced that they're doing that. So I think that that's a good idea because it's sort of trying to go work around the idea of there being a second wave. Also with students traveling back and forth, like we get Columbus Day weekend off. If you think about taking a bunch of students from different areas across the United States and internationally and then bringing them all together and having them share their germs and then sending them back home, that seems like a really dangerous scenario. So going straight through the semester without any breaks is uh, something that a lot of schools have started. Other than that, uh, most schools have announced just their plans of if students are back on campus, how the university itself is going to make sure that students will be safe. And there's a lot of different precautions that they're required to take, like they have to have screening. So students must be tested in order to come back on campus. 
and I don't know how they would manage students going off campus. Like if, if students are commuters and they're going back and forth, that would be something that I think our school Fordham would definitely have to consider. One of the solutions or ideas that Fordham has introduced in the last couple of emails is the idea of implementing a hybrid model for classes, which I know is an unfamiliar and confusing term for a lot of students. Can you explain at all what hybrid classes would look like or what that means? The way that I understand it is it's just allowing options mainly. So I know I talked to um, Professor Foster. He's in the classics department. And, and one thing that he was talking about, the way he's developing his hybrid courses, is just allowing students to sort of be in class without necessarily having to go to class. So whether that's having a webcam set up in the classroom and you can kind of follow along and participate and be there, or whether that's like remotely kind of some courses that I've had in the spring, they were transitioning more to like tutorial side videos. So you can kind of go through a chapter with your professor rather than feeling like you're in a lecture. So I think mixes of those is kind of the idea of a hybrid. So however professors feel works best to teach their course is the way that they're going to go about it. And then giving students options so that they don't feel like, I think as Foster said, they don't feel like they're being forced to come back if they really don't feel safe, but they still want to get a good education. So I think throughout all of this, we've seen a lot of student pushback against Fordham, and we've seen a lot of student concerns with going back to campus. Students are struggling with the uncertainty of knowing exactly what's going to happen next semester, being able to see their friends or classmates, and how Fordham plans to ensure their health and safety. In your article, you talk to administration regarding the plans that Fordham is making. Um, do you get a sense that they are more confident in Fordham's plans or if they have any better understanding than maybe students do of what Fordham is going to do this next semester? I know that in regards to professors, they're pretty much just, they know as much as students do. They're working to develop their courses. They were sort of told that they should have plans in the case that we are remote in the fall, um, and they should have plans in the case that we're in person, and then the hybrid, obviously. So they know as much as we do with what's happening. Um, and I think administration, the sort of the working groups that Father McShane put together that are working to figure out how we will manage an in-person fall or a remote fall and what we need to be doing, everything that they know they are posting to the website. Um, they have plans and, and that's where we can sort of access it. And if you read through it, in my opinion, it's still very vague. So whether they're waiting to see how things will look in the fall with New York. Um, say New York does go into phase two on Monday. That's pretty early. I know that Mayor Bill de Blasio said that we probably won't be uh, having New York be entering phase two until around July. He said, don't you know, get your hopes up. And there is, it's scheduled to be earlier, but we'll see. So, and then phase three, it's still the next phase in the reopening process. And even then, you know, I think phase three allows groups of about 20 to um, start gathering. So that's higher, but that's not quite a full class size. So you kind of have to think about where New York will be in the fall and how we can start to predict whether or not that's going to be safe for everybody to be back there as well. I don't think that anybody knows. No one can really predict what it's going to look like. So we've talked a little bit about the regulations that have been put into place at the state and the city level that are being met and that the university has to act in accordance with. But what are some of the specific obstacles that Fordham as an institution and as a campus, like us at Lincoln Center, we're really in the heart of 
Manhattan, we're in Midtown Manhattan, and then of course Rose Hills in the Bronx. What are some of the difficulties that they're facing specifically as Fordham University with maintaining social distancing requirements? For example, I think we can all relate to you're going to a class in Lowenstein and the elevators are completely packed and there's a finite amount of elevators that will get you to your class in Lowenstein or in your dorms. And has Fordham given any indication as to how they're going to work to solve those issues? And that's a really good question. Um, like you said, the elevators, that's something I keep thinking about because I usually take the stairs, but even then you're still surrounded by people and there's not a lot of moving room. And then, you know, the McMahon Hall, and then you think about the freshman halls. You can't have forced triples. I know that that's something that they said they're not going to do any triples. But then even then on like a four in McMahon, you have, I don't know the exact number, but it's, you know, a full apartment. And if that's like your setup, everybody's going to be walking past each other. There's like rush hour times just going back and forth. So I think the fact that our dorm sizes and our building size itself is very small is going to be an issue. It's not like we're in a wide open campus. Um, Rose Hill is closer to that. They're more open. They have space. People can walk by. You can have sort of like a um, go this direction and this is the left side and the right side. So there's more ways to have make use of that space. But on our little Lincoln Center campus, that's going to be difficult. So I think that's one issue that Fordham is still trying to work out. And I haven't seen any plans that they set for that other than the no triples in the dorms. Um, and then another issue is like our commuter size is very large and you can't tell people that they can or can't come on campus if they want to, um, but it's very hard to track where people are going. And then students that live in the dorms, you know, if we are in phase three when we get out there, um, I don't know if that's opening bars and those sort of things yet. I, I'm not entirely positive about that, but even then like outdoor dining or if they're playing in like recreational areas, that's going to be more room for exposure. So you can't control what people do and what they don't do. And our motto is that, um, you know, New York City is our campus. So if people want to make use of the space that we have being in the heart of New York City, they should be able to, but it's going to be very difficult to tell everybody to wash their hands and tell everybody to not touch their face and, you know, change your clothes and shower as soon as you get back in your door. And like, you can't regulate everybody and self-policing only works so much. So obviously the pandemic is an ever-changing situation and it's difficult for institutions like Fordham to make concrete decisions months before students would normally return to campus. I think students can acknowledge Fordham's predicament, but we are still understandably frustrated with the lack of information and insight into Fordham's plans. You've been closely following Fordham's handling of COVID-19 and the reactions of students. What are some realistic ways that you think Fordham could make students feel more informed about the changing situation on campus and everything going into the fall semester? I think if they make a decision, really, uh, whether we're going back or not, and I know that they want to keep it open um, so that we students have hope that we will be going back, but I think students are sort of at the point where they want to know, like, are we going to be fully in person or are we going to be remote? Is that up to us to decide? Because I think if students are given the decision that you know, they can go back if they choose. And, and that's the set in place decision. Then some students will say, you know, I don't think I want to live in McMahon. Maybe I'll look for apartments off campus. Or maybe they'll say, 
I live very close. I can take my classes remotely and then maybe go back if I need to. I know one student was talking about commuting from Pennsylvania, which is like a two hour commute, but you know, she was willing to do that if she had to, just so she didn't have to live in the dorms. But yeah, I think students need a decision now, especially since Res Life has their deadlines and they did set those in place and they said that they're not changing them as of now at least res life said their withdrawal deadlines they're not changing so if you don't want to be penalized financially for withdrawing housing when fordham says hey we are going back in the fall you know too late then the fordham should make a decision so that way students can appropriately prepare to be able to go back ultimately i think there's a lot of uncertainty going forward and the need to maintain the university population's health while also ensuring students have access to important university resources is weighing on a lot of students mind right now uh, katrina thanks so much for coming on the show and for looking into fordham's ongoing coronavirus response thank you so much for having me and listening <laughs> for more information on coronavirus and fordham's plans to reopen check out our newly designed website fordhamobserver.com we're also very excited to announce a special episode of Retrospect coming next week, where we cover Pride Month and how it's changed in the face of coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter movement. Be sure to tune in. Until then, this has been Retrospect. I'm Kate Galliford. And I'm Corbin Gregg. Take care and be safe.